DJ Simulationistas. So, with Dr. D, Dan Raymer, and Dr. J, Janice Palaganis, coming at you from the Center for Medical Simulation in Boston, Massachusetts. So buckle up your mannequin, and let's roll. DJ Simulationista Sup. This is Dan Raymer and Janice Palaganis. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up, Janice? So I know what's up. I know you've been uh, been busy wor- working so <laughs> like hard. The rest of the world. <laughs> I can't even get your attention to schedule one of these podcasts. <laughs> and I know oh you've no. been I know you've been is working this a on guilt session? A little so bit. I know you've been working on a feedback course online. Yes. And so I'd like to give you a little feedback. Uh-oh. Okay. So Janice, <laughs> I'm important too. Aww, and like so important. I'm trying to schedule a podcast with you and you're just too busy to even talk to me. Dan. Yes. We're here right now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're right though. It wasn't so until it wasn't until you and I both went to separate conferences and people came up to us and told us about how they listen to us and what they do with what they've listened to. And I have realized how I've not put this as a priority in the last couple of weeks. And so I'm excited that we're here and podcasting. Wow. And talking again. You're really good at receiving feedback. Oh. <laughs> Can I give you some more feedback? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. You, you know what's... Wait, can I tell you really quickly? Okay. For our um, course, the class that I'm teaching on feedback, mm-hmm. the very first question we ask is, what do you think of when you think of the word feedback? And the words, uh, oh, oh, no, <laughs> uh-oh, kept <laughs> coming up. And I thought that's my exact reaction. Really? I just did it right now. You did. (laughs) That's very funny. So I have in the past given you feedback about being cryptic. and Am I being cryptic right now? Well, this whole feedback course thing you've been doing is... Seems sort of cryptic because I work here. It is You're cryptic. I signed a paper. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. So, uh, oh, it said just Dan Raymer. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what I would really like is for you to tell me what the hell you've been doing. <laughs> I have been creating this feedback course. It is a five-week feedback course, and it's my favorite part out of everything we've created over the last two years under the Josiah Macy Jr. Grant. And basically what we do in the five weeks is we try to work with our participants so that they have feedback peace of mind, which is something I've, I've been thinking about lately. Like, how can you have feedback peace of mind because feedback giving is so difficult feedback conversations are very difficult being a receiver of feedback is so difficult everything's difficult about it how can you have peace of mind as you're 
giving feedback. So when I think of peace of mind, I think of a lobotomy and a little slice of brain. Uh, P-I-E-C-E. Okay, so P-E-A-C-E. Uh-huh. Comfort, calmness, <laughs> confidence. I mean, that all sounds wonderful and giving people any kind of confidence about giving or receiving feedback is, you know, a fantastic thing and really, really hard. Yeah. How, how can you do this online? Like, what, what do you do? What happens? It has been a real challenge for us. And bringing what we do here at CMS, all of the high-touch activities, kind of the transformative impact that we have in our face-to-face courses, and trying to put them online. And and our whole goal is to achieve the high touch that we can achieve face-to-face in an online environment. It has been really, uh, it takes a lot of creative thinking, a lot of testing, a lot of feedback, and a lot of choreography. I, I think that that was a big thing. Is um, When we first started creating the course, we had to storyboard out every trajectory that a person can be in a participant and what exercises would be good at this point and where they'd be struggling, where things wouldn't make sense and basically put together an entire movie, if you will, composed of like, you know, when you're going to spend more time on this complicated concept and when you're going to hit your accelerator and and try to breeze through some of these things and if they have time they can optionally read more that sort of thing so it's been very interesting so this is all asynchronous right no it's not Uh uh-huh so there is an asynchronous portion and there's a synchronous portion we had considered completely asynchronous and realized very quickly that we should probably start off with a mixed asynchronous and synchronous part of what we're studying, so there's all this research embedded in what we're doing over the next couple months, is studying this asynchronous versus synchronous to see if the impact is different. And um, and so that's been... Well, that's it been seems to me if it's, if it's all synchronous, you might as well read a book. Uh-huh. Uh, you mean asynchronous or synchronous? Uh, I'm sorry, asynchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm picturing you go online and you read things and there may be little animations or there may be a video, uh, but it's really one way if it's asynchronous. You can't really give feedback and get any feedback on the well, feedback you're giving. We were very lucky to um, have a great team of thinkers and creators and James Lipshaw as you know is our instructional designer and so he brought a lot of ideas as to what we could do with other platforms so we did find some software and we are using software that does allow for not a unidirectional type of asynchronous work but where people can interact just on their own time I know this is a hard concept but um, you remember I'm old <laughs> and and sort of set in my ways, and this sounds kind of intimidating to me. I so, know. So convince me that uh, an old fart like could actually do this and get something out of it. 
So let me walk you through the learner experience because I think that might make more sense and hopefully you'll take the course. That would be so fun. <laughs> I was actually asking you to teach it with me, but maybe you should take it first yeah, and then teach probably. it with me. All right, let me let me let me get my walker out <laughs> so you can walk me through this. So we actually start two months before the course starts, huh. and the two months before I send an uh, entire "this is what to expect" letter, and y um, also in that are introductions to faculty. And I think what educators typically struggle with is where can you cut in a course, or you know what can you move to the online asynchronous part so that when you have time with them, you can use it to whatever, you know, best potential you have. And and I think it's something that we've also asked because, you know, is our introductions too long? How do we make that shorter? And so here, it, uh, I call it T minus two months. They receive this whole letter of expectations and also a link to our faculty introduction videos. And so we have videos that introduce us. And so the theory that we were working around, and so there were there's theories and concepts that underpin the entire development of this course. And one was, you know, the connection of faculty with your learners and how do you connect? How do you have, you have for a high touch environment, you have to have some sort of connection with the learners or they have to have some sort of perceived connection with you. And so we thought, how do we um, steepen that connection curve and so we decided okay let's do videos and talk not only about us professionally but us personally mm -hmm. and list whatever we have that is interesting to us personally and in hopes that somebody can grab onto one of those and feel a connection uh -huh. so we've tested that and we're and so that's part of T minus two. So that's what you would receive as a learner. Right. Then at T minus one, we start introducing you to each other and to the technology. And the way we've structured it is we ask you to get to know your classmates through the technology we'll be using in the course. And so you would go on to our platform and you would do a video introduction of yourself. And now you're getting familiar with the technology and at the same time, you are watching videos of, of your cohort and you're getting to know everyone there and commenting on there. It is sort of two-way, just asynchronously two-way. Oh, cause, yes. Because you're making a video and then somebody can watch it in the, on their own time. Yeah. But in fact, they can answer back in their video and, um, and that's also asynchronous but two-way. So that's cool. Yeah, and the uh, introduction exercise that we give them is very, it's personal and fun. And so the comments that we're seeing is all about this exercise that they um, apparently really enjoyed doing. And so, <laughs> you know, finding something that is fun and engaging enough that they want to learn the technology. And so it, it's that in itself was a lot of thought poured into what do we do in T minus one month? Uh-huh. And when you say they, you're talking about a group of, group of people that you got to test out what yes. you've been developing. So we're going through this beta test, and we decided to hold two classes of 20 participants each, and we decided to do Tuesday and Friday. And what that allows you to do is 
you run it on Tuesday, it's a bit bumpy. You know where to tweak. You tweak it before Friday. Uh-huh. And Friday, then you can, and so it's this like deliberately developmental tweaking uh-huh. of the course. And it's like an iterative design, which is, it, it was like, ah, I can't believe that it just turned out to be this way. It's awesome. And do the Tuesday and Thursday people, Tuesday, Tuesday and Friday. Friday people alternate? or No, are, no, no. So the Tuesday people are all the losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I did apologize to <laughs> yeah, the Tuesday group. And yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry because you really get the first run of this. Uh-huh. But I have to tell you, we do like at least two dry runs for each class. Uh-huh. So it's not like they're getting right. raw, completely raw material. I mean, this is gotcha. practice stuff and it's, you know, it, by Tuesday it's not exactly where we want it to be, but by Friday it it pretty much is. So that's been that's been really fun. Okay. So T minus 2 weeks, we do your pre-assessment which is a video submission of you giving feedback on and it's a simulated role play. Uh-huh. And then T minus one week um, is when we give you now some of the content. So the uh-huh. flipped content, like flipped classrooms. So things that we would actually do in the classroom, I give it asynchronously. And then things that you would do for homework, we would do it in class. So that's mostly didactic. Yeah, they're video recorded lectures or uh-huh. clips or talks that we have and uh-huh. um, and definitely exercises too we'll have some of that so i'm curious did you decide to let do the same thing in video and in written form because some people might prefer to read it and some people might be better learners if they listen to it yeah we did that's so cool. um we made a lot of things optional and we're very respect respectful of people's time. And so, sure. for example, we have one book that we have as, as a reading requirement, but people don't have time to read a whole book. And so we have the other alternative is to read a PDF summary of it or to watch a TED Talk based on the book. I see. Yeah. And so we do give different types of media so that, you know, that's what adult learners need. They right. need things that will fit their schedule that are either bite-sized or if they're really caring about it, they might want to spend their time reading the entire book. So uh-huh. giving them that option has been um, has been fun trying to, to research what options we can give them. I'm sure some of the eager beavers that I know do all three. <laughs> <laughs> we And I have received comments from people that have done yeah, everything. Figures, it I figures, love it. Yeah. So T minus one, they get some content now and they also get our course introduction and it's mm-hmm. a whole video on and then we go into the classes and and in week one I really love I, I think this is you know we did research on what other courses are out there that also teach feedback giving skills and um, I looked more at the intent feedback giving courses and I think the difference between our course and courses that exist is most of the courses have you know they give these really awesome tools and they do exercise to practice the tools. And I think what we've discovered here at CMS um, is, you know, we could teach people how to debrief and run simulations and give you scripting. Um, but if you can't make any internal shifts, um, like reframing your frame of mind to be more curious about your learners, y- it's very difficult to be learner-centered despite using those tools. And it reminds me of, you know, I, I was part of the first wave of um, team step 
program educators. And when we first started teaching the tool of Teen Steps, in concept, like I was crazy about it. I thought it was awesome. And then when it would, when we would start rolling out in the hospital, it was like, well, people are using the tools, but it's still not creating the impact that we want, which is the respect for others. And and that's more of a personal value and an internal shift that you need to make to be able to use those tools. So the tools are almost like not effective if you can't have a good foundation, be able to use them. And, I, and so we start the course with reflecting on yourself as a receiver. And, uh, and we basically do a reverse path of feedback giving. So first thinking about being a receiver, the uh, dynamics of that, the how difficult it is, the triggers. And then we talk about, then we'll shift into giving feedback. And that's when we start giving some of the tools mm-hmm. and letting them practice the tools. And then we start adding in what feedback's really like, so all the complexity around feedback, difficult feedback situations. And we talk about that, and we personalize it to the, whatever their nightmares might be, whatever past experience is, has been traumatic for them that you know keeps them from giving feedback. We offer a FACE webinar, which is um, an offering that will be offered as a standalone. It's just nicely embedded into this course, which is the feedback assessment clinical education tool developed by Rachel Anello. We teach them how to rate using the FACE tool. Um, for effective feedback. And then we use their real videos for them to give feedback to each other using the FACE tool. And our hope is that they'll continue as a community of practice and continue giving feedback to each other and using the FACE to be able to give feedback to each other and stay alive in an asynchronous way. So, Dan, one of the things that we're exploring in this course is feedback, peace of mind. And so I would love to hear what you think feedback, peace of mind is. So that's that's a great question. It's an appealing sounding word, sort <laughs> of like a, it sounds like a kind of a um, slogan kind of thing, but I think it probably is really meaningful. So I guess it means comfort in being able to deliver feedback when when you know there's potential that the feedback won't be taken well mm-hmm. as well as being able to receive feedback mm-hmm. and not be overly defensive and to actually listen to it and have the faith that it is good medicine that even though it might taste like castor oil (laughs) in the moment that uh, in the long run it'll be beneficial to hear it. And so would you say you have feedback peace of mind? No. (laughs) 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 Why not? And what uh, what could if if we were talking getting you to a state of having peace of mind when it comes to feedback, what would that look like for you? So it, it would mean that I'm not afraid to give feedback, you know, when I have some sense that the feedback won't be taken well. 
Uh, I'll give you a concrete example. Uh-oh. Uh, so, you know, I have a uh, charge of a wonderful dog that is owned <laughs> by my daughter. <laughs> and I'm the... It's Your my, grandson. It's my grand dog. <laughs> and uh, I take it to the park every morning. There's a new dogs run free park in my town where you can let your dog run free. I love it. The dog absolutely loves it. And so he has some social issues. He wants to play with dogs, but they don't seem to want to play with him very much, but some do. And there's um, uh, two dogs in question. Uh, this one dog, this little black dog, my, my daughter's dog weighs 80 pounds. <laughs> Two dogs the, in the, question. There's this little uh, black dog that uh, will play with any dog. And so he plays with my dog and he bites the neck and face of the dog he's playing with. Oh, he puts like with. his whole head in his mouth. That's great. Well, well no, he's <laughs> tiny, he's small, yeah. but it turns out he has really pointed, sharp teeth. Oh, you're talking about the little dog? The little dog. My dog's a golden retriever and has like a soft mouth. And, (laughs) uh, you know, he bites me, but it's more (laughs) like holding my hand. It's not, he never bites So he draws blood. So so this dog drew blood on (laughs) my dog and I brought him home. Does he cry when he nips? No. No. Uh, And so when I brought the dog home, my daughter was incensed about my care of my grand dog. Yeah, uh, you let him get hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I realized that it what must be this black dog. And uh, the black dog, I've talked to the owner on numerous occasions before any of this happened. And she's kind of a crusty sort of person. <laughs> Crusty mean because I'm just seeing she, images. <laughs> she's not. Um, she's she's just kind of. Um, uh, what's the word? A little bit of a, a little bit of a curmudgeon. She doesn't <laughs> smile all that much. Okay. Her conversation is you know, complaining about the park department and they don't trim the trees properly and things like that. And um, uh, she's there a lot, like this park is a big part of her life. Okay. And I know I should give her feedback and talk to her about her dog and the fact that it's bit people. And I... People or uh, Dogs, dogs, (laughs) other dogs. And and another friend asked me if I... um, was going to the dog park, and I said, well, no, we stopped going because of this incident. And he said, my dog, too. I know which dog you're talking about, and I won't bring my dog there either. And so I've heard now that three or four people uh, have noticed this, but uh, none of us, to my knowledge, have given her any feedback. Mm -hmm. And I have you know, adjusted my schedule to avoid her (laughs) and her dog. I just don't, I just can't bring myself to do it. The second dog in question, uh, a a similar thing. This dog bites my dog's neck and, uh, and a very nice man uh, Is is the owner. And I said to him, uh oh, uh oh, uh, let's, let's separate them. 
and I told them the story about how I brought my dog home and it was bleeding and and he was so apologetic and I I reassured him that there's nothing to be apologetic about. This is how dogs behave and that we just need to teach them not to play so rough and you know and uh and he left the park and I thought, Oh my god. So you I, gave him feedback. I gave him feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, he didn't take it well. This morning, yeah. he came back, and our dogs were playing actually quite nicely. And he said to me, oh, that seems better. And at, at that moment, I, I realized it was the same guy. Oh. And I said, he, and then he said, I'm so sorry about the other day. You know, there are more dogs around today. Maybe that's distracting my dog. And uh, And I said, oh, you know, please, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean for you to leave the park or anything he said oh no 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 we had to we had to go home anyways but uh thanks for telling me hmm. and um a and we had a nice conversation about other things and so it was so so uh, i actually have been thinking about this today why <laughs> why was i so uncomfortable why are you so why, uncomfortable why am i so uncomfortable <laughs> giving feedback to this lady versus to this man. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a, a gender thing. You sure it's not the crust? Maybe it's the crustiness. <laughs> Maybe it's just the relationship that, you know, that I could, well, could develop an easier relationship with this guy who seemed more approachable. Well, what are you, what are you scared of? If like, what's the worst thing that could happen if you gave her feedback? Like uh, retribution? Is she community status? So maybe, maybe that's a possibility that she would, you know, tell all her friends to avoid me, and that I reported her, and you know that I, uh, you know. That she had a problem with me. I don't know. I guess it. I guess it just. That you know, I find this. It's so minor. It's interesting because so, yeah. it's like you don't really know her. I I think giving feedback to strangers. Uh no. I mean that's that's fraught too. But I think that it's a little bit easier when you don't have the relationship. You know all those problems and factors of relationship and identity and hierarchy and everything like that at play. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it sounds like it's it's missing all those potential risk factors and yeah. <laughs> rather easy to and, give her and, feedback. And, and here's another piece of data that's really funny that um, before any of this happened, I happened to be in the park and just her and I and our dogs were playing. Mm -hmm. My dog was probably being bit mercilessly, but I didn't notice. And so I was talking to her and she was at the time tearing uh, one of those invasive vines off of a couple of big trees. You mean the really beautiful ones? No, no, the ones that are kind of invasive and they take over trees and they can kill a big tree. I think they grow really fast. Well, so be <laughs> it. She was tearing them down. And I gave her lots of positive feedback about her willingness to do that and take care of our park. Uh-huh. And, and does she remember you? 
from that incident? I, I'm sure. I'm sure she does. I mean, she sees me, you know, lots of lots of mornings, or she has seen me lots of mornings. Not so much lately, uh, but. Um, so this is interesting because so the literature shows that if you give someone positive feedback frequently, in her case, you've given it once that that actually disarms them and makes them more receptive to hard-hitting feedback. So I think you've actually set up a really nice, you know, I don't really know you relationship where you could give this feedback that you can give <laughs> about her dog. I know. <laughs> so I think that's the problem, the difficulty of feedback, peace of mind. That it's kind of it's kind of visceral. It's emotional. It's not you know because I have lots of skills in giving feedback. I have no problem telling clinicians uh, um, that they should have done something differently in a in a clinical simulation scenario. I have no so problem giving feedback to people here at work, but I noticed how absolutely chicken I well, am about I think this. Part of it is the appropriateness of the situation and it's kind of inappropriate to give a stranger feedback. And and I think, you know, when we're in here, when we're doing simulations and for debriefing, it's expected. And so therefore it's it's a little easier. I mean you you have the difficulty of your your own emotions during giving feedback and the reactions that you might get. Yet with a stranger, I mean, I've had this discussion with other clinicians, you know, once you're working enough in a clinical environment and you see the same medical diagnoses, you can kind of predict when you're in the grocery store, like you can predict who's got congestive heart failure and who's got diabetes. You can kind of predict <laughs> medical conditions and there are so many times we're at the grocery store and I'm like, you shouldn't be buying that. <laughs> and it's not appropriate to say anything or to even say, you know, do you know you have Reynolds? Because I can see your hands. Like, that's, it's just weird. Yeah, but this is a situation where her dog, you know, caused bleeding injury <laughs> to my daughter's well, precious golden retriever. Well, you've got to weigh it, too, because it's this little tiny dog, right? Yeah. And if it was a huge dog that made a gash in his neck, yeah. That would be very different. And so the appropriateness has now taken a back seat compared to the yeah. significance of the incident. So you're going to give feedback. N nice argument, but uh <laughs> between my wife and my daughter, I have taken a huge amount of feedback from them about this incident and about the bite marks on my dog's face. Uh, so so I wouldn't want to minimize that. You know, it's so interesting because um, I also witnessed at the dog park while we're on this topic, a woman give absolutely beautiful feedback to someone. So there's a baseball diamond in this park and the dogs sometimes dig in the in the dirt part of the infield. And I don't know what they're looking for, but they will looking dig for to, the, to the bottom of the earth. I don't know. 
<laughs> for dinosaur bones. I mean, they just dig, um, my dog included. And uh, so I try to keep him out of there. But anyways, this uh, this woman went up to this dog owner and said, she said, um, this park is so wonderful. And, you know, the thing about it is that it's a such a, a compromise because there are the dog lovers and there are the sports lovers. And we have to share this park. And... We don't like it when they leave all their um, uh, their bottles and of uh, water, you know, empty water bottles the and, and their trash, <laughs> and uh, and they don't like it when we dig up the infield. And the guy went, "Oh, you're so right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll go. Fi- I'm going to go fill it in right now." And absolutely, and he took it so well, and it was just delivered with this smile on her face to a perfect stranger. And uh-huh. and she she just did it, you know, so effortlessly. I thought, what a beautiful thing. So that is very nice. So I even <laughs> seen this done on a similar issue to a stranger uh, by another person who may or may not have had any feedback training. <laughs> And and can't do it. I have not been able to to bring myself to do it. So here's my question. Feedback peace of mind. I'm starting to wonder. Is it relative to the situation? Is it always relative to the situation? Because they're so multivariable that I'm starting to think maybe it's, I mean, the, the only common denominator when I think of when I don't have feedback peace of mind is that I have emotions that are driving my inaction or actions. Right. And to reflect on that, and to me, that's the only common denominator, but what those inactions and actions are and why I'm not acting or why I am acting are always different based on the situation. Do you think that they're always... Relative? I'm a relativist, so you're going to have to uh, help me out here. I, I, I totally agree that there are many variables in, in play. You know, your prior relationship with the person, how they've reacted to feedback from you and others, the severity of the issue, the personalness of the issue. You know, you're, you're standing with them, you know, kind of the hierarchy thing. Um, those are, uh, you know, just some of probably, you know, there are probably 20 variables that, you know, the time and place, oh the, gosh, even more. Yeah, the, the culture, the, the, culture, are, who's the, standing around hearing? Uh, the age differential, the gender differential, the experience, the discipline, the training, the all those things, the I accuracy. think. The accuracy. Yeah. Um, the, the action, tone. The actionability of the thing, you know, so giving someone feedback on something that they don't completely have power over mm-hmm. is different than giving somebody feedback over something that they can easily change. Right. And there's a huge spectrum there. So giving somebody feedback about their 
task some, skill. So, yeah, or or giving somebody feedback around some aspect of their personality, yeah, which could be really difficult to change, awesome. might be really important and helpful feedback. But so um, Harvard Business uh, Review they published in their feedback giving handbook levels of change difficulty, uh-huh. personality being you know, at the very extreme. And so when you talk about that, it's lots of preparation and lots of time. And it's not just one sitting. It's, you know, you're asking people to change. And so right, scheduling time with them in the future. Right. Anyway, I'm so glad you've mentioned all of those things because all of those things I think we've included to at least some degree in the course. And um, and that makes me feel good that that we've covered some of those things. So thank you. Cool. I'll have to take the course now, <laughs> so that I can deal with my dog dilemma. <laughs> no. So your job, your homework before pre work, is to give this woman feedback, <gasps> and then we're gonna podcast about it. Uh. I only have a few more days before I go to California. There you go. It's <laughs> even more reason. You won't have to see her again I know. for like months. I know. I know. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dan. Well, um, I think you've gone part way uh, in convincing me that uh, <laughs> I'm not too uh, old and crotchety and frightened, uh, intimidated to use this. I like it's pretty cool. So where are you going with this? Is this going to be something that CMS sells to people yeah, or gives to people? Or uh, or do we just do it and then publish it and then <laughs> forget about <laughs> it? <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen with this? Um, we're going to be offering live courses, so polished courses in 2019. And um, and the face webinar as well as a standalone webinar, so that'll be fun and interesting, and it'll give us a you know few months to iron out any kinks that we discover in this beta testing. Huh. Good. Well, sounds like uh, sounds like uh, you haven't been ignoring me um, for <laughs> personal reasons, so I won't take it personally. <laughs> sounds like you're. Uh, so this gives us a couple months then for me to share with you teaching notes. I actually have to write them teaching notes and then to, you know, for me to give you the course and then for you to teach with me in 2019, right? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, it sounds really interesting. Sounds like, um, it would be a fun thing. You do remember that I'm retiring. Uh, That's even better. Uh-huh. Cause then, you know, you care less and you just give feedback and uh, you just take feedback, that's right? That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> no filter, zero I, filter. You don't I, care about those triggers. Right. right. I, I don't know about the we giving can... feedback, but, uh, uh, I'm receiving feedback, but giving feedback's totally, yeah, I don't get, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can seriously learn from you. Like mm. how do we internally shift ourselves to think like mm. someone who's retiring? Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Janice. Well, sounds like it's uh, like it's great work. Good luck with that, and uh, and uh, perhaps I'll uh, uh, pitch in and uh, and do a little piece with you. A little. Okay, I'll take that little piece. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. DJ Simulationistas, sup? Is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedsim.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.